Thomas Cranmer was the Archbishop of Canterbury at the time of the Reformation. Perhaps his most famous work was the Book of Common Prayer, still used by millions around the world. And perhaps the most famous prayer of the whole prayer book is this one known as the Prayer of Humble Access. It's the prayer that you say just before receiving uh, communion, the Lord's Supper. Uh, You say, We do not presume to come to this thy table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. It's probably my favorite prayer uh, in in all the prayer book. Jesus here is portrayed as the friend of sinners, really, because communion is having a meal with the friend of sinners. So then, as we come to communion, the last thing we should claim is our worthiness. We are welcome. We're not worthy, but we are are welcome. And so as we come, it's not our own righteousness that qualifies us for Jesus. We have no righteousness of our own. Communion is God's soup kitchen, and we are beggars. All we can rely on is His mercy. So as Cranmer wrote this prayer, I imagine that he had been reading Matthew chapter 15 and the story of the Canaanite woman. Surely this story is the inspiration for his famous line, gathering up the crumbs under thy table. Let me set the scene. Uh, Jesus in Matthew 15 has withdrawn from Israel and from public ministry for a few days. He had been in Jerusalem. Now his disciples uh, are in the, 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 he and the disciples are in the vicinity of Tyre, a city with notorious connotations in Scripture. In Ezekiel 28, the king of Tyre is described as the devil himself. Jesus has therefore gone from Jerusalem, the city of God, to Tyre, the city of Satan. But the great irony of Matthew 15 is that in the first 20 verses, we read about the diabolical uncleanness of heart of the citizens of Jerusalem. And now from verse 21, Jesus is in the region of Tyre and he meets people of great faith. Matthew 15 from verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My my daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. Jesus replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that hour. In Jerusalem, the city of God, Jesus encounters great uncleanness. In Tyre, the city of Satan, he encounters great faith. What does this great faith look like? A sermon by Jason Gorency puts it wonderfully. He says, This woman came to him, trusted in his promises, stretched out her hands, and held them there until Jesus filled them. That's great faith. Coming to Jesus with nothing but expecting everything. But perhaps you've got a question. Perhaps you're asking yourself, well, why did Jesus make her wait so long? Well, Jesus asks us to imagine a family where all the children are hungry. It's dinner time, the babies are crying out for food. In among them is the family pet Rufus. And Rufus is also hungry and letting out a pathetic doggy yelp. 
And Jesus is saying, look, no self-respecting parent would come across this situation and feed the dog first. There is an order to things. First let the children be fed, then the dogs. Okay? And in this illustration, the children are the Jews, the dogs are the non-Jews, the Gentiles, and the bread is Jesus himself. Now, if we think that the analogy is insulting to the Gentiles, just think how much more insulting it is to Jesus. At least dogs are sentient beings. Jesus is representing himself as a foodstuff. But of course, that's pressing the details too far. Jesus is not saying that Gentiles are like dogs in every sense, only in a tiny little limited sense. In the same way, Jesus is not like a loaf of bread in very many senses, is he? Um, we mustn't press the details too far. Uh, and actually, we need to notice how complementary Jesus is to the Gentiles throughout this whole passage. The whole point is that he finds great uncleanness among the Jews and great faith among the Gentiles. So he's not being racist here. Far from it. The household analogy that is making just this limited point. The children get the bread first and the Jews get Jesus first. That's the way that God has set things up. The eternal Son of God was born as a Jew. His mission between the stable in, in, in Bethlehem and the cross in Jerusalem was a mission to the Jews. Then, after he rises from the dead, then he says, go into all the world. First the Jews get Jesus, then the nations. First those in Jerusalem, then the people of Tyre. That's the meaning of, of, of the children and the dogs story. And in verse 27, the woman shows that she understands Jesus' lesson. She immediately picks out the most important truth. She knows, look, whether you're a child or whether you're a dog, you need bread. You just need bread. Essentially, the woman blurts out, just give me crumbs, Jesus, whatever I can get. She knows that Jesus is the solution to all her problems, and all she wants is just a crumb. If she can just get a morsel of Jesus, she'll be happy. Essentially, she says this, put me second, Jesus, put me second. I don't mind. Feed your people first. That's okay. I know I'm outside the people of God. I know I don't have any claim on you, Jesus. I do not presume to come to this, your table, merciful Lord, trusting in my own righteousness, but only in your manifold and great mercies. That's what she's saying. She's saying, I might be second. Okay, then give me seconds. The scraps from your table are greater than the feasts of the emperors. If all I get is a crumb, Jesus, that's all I need. Because you are the bread of life. How's Jesus going to respond to that? Well, verse 28, Jesus says, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter is healed from that moment on. She stretches out her hands and holds them there until Jesus fills them. And he fills them to overflowing. He doesn't just give her crumbs, but he feeds her immeasurably, her and her whole household. It is his property always to have mercy. What about you? Does Jesus seem like he's withholding from you? Does it feel like you're one of the dogs and all the children are getting their bread? And where's yours? Where's yours? Does it feel like his grace is for other people and he, he never comes around to you? Press in closer. You won't just get crumbs. The bread is freely given to you too.